You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined by my best friend, Ben Weir. Ben, good to see you, buddy, and happy new year to you. Hey, good to see you, man. Happy new year to you, too. Well, guys, we're going to be recapping NFL Week 17. Hard to believe the second-to-last week of the season took place this last weekend, and we're going to cover all the games, had some exciting finishes, and some big upsets, big wins by different teams. And we're going to start things off with that Thursday night game that had the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco knocking off the Jets 37-20 as Flacco threw three touchdown passes as the Browns clinched an unlikely spot in the playoffs with a win over the Jets here. Joe Flacco's turned a seemingly cursed season into a charmed one for the Browns. This really is quite the comeback story. This Joe Flacco thing is just remarkable. He goes from on the couch begging for a job to being one of the top three quarterbacks in league. Ben, how impressed are you by Joe Flacco and the Browns? Yeah, I mean, very impressed. Like, I, I didn't think anything of it when they signed him. I mean, I, he's definitely better than what they had. So, like, I don't, I don't blame him for giving him a shot. But man, has it turned out really well for them? And then he's he's made uh, David Njoku like one of the best receivers on their team now. This. For, since he's been there, so that's another huge plus. But yeah, I mean, I mean they've got the makings that anything can happen. The AFC is so wide open; their defense is stacked. I mean, they've got a really good offensive line for for Flacco to have the time to throw the ball, and he still looks like he can sling it, man. So I mean, you just never know. You never know what can happen. They, I mean, they could easily sneak in and beat a couple of teams and be right in the mix of the AFC championship game. But we'll we'll see if that really takes place. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think how you can not be playing in the NFL for half more than half the season and then all of a sudden come in and be playing lights out. I mean, he does turn the ball over every now and then, but like still, he's been playing great. All right, well, on Saturday night, the Cowboys, I'm not even going to say denied the Lions on the two-point try because they didn't. The Lions actually got it, but Cowboys got the victory 2019 at home to extend their home winning streak to 16 games. CeeDee Lamb could only watch from the sideline in the final seconds of the game hoping it would be enough for the 16th consecutive home victory for the Dallas Cowboys, and it was. But, Ben, quite the controversy at the end of this game. And for those who missed it, the Lions went down. Well, it looked like the game was over because Goff throws his second Mm -hmm. pick of the game. Two picks he threw in the game. Both were terrible. Uh, Second one, the defender actually made a nice diving catch for it, but the first one he just, like, didn't even look where he was throwing. But second one threw it late. Looked like the Cowboys could just, you know, basically run out the clock. They end up getting in a long situation and throwing the ball and getting incompletions, which is stopping the clock. And so they kick a field goal. They're up 2019, or excuse me, 20 to 13, trying to hold on. Lions get the ball back. Jared Goff just marches them right down the field. Just an incredible drive for the Lions there at the end. And if anybody out there knows Dan Campbell, you know, he's a risk taker and there was no hesitation. They had already decided as soon as they scored, I think even before the game, they were going for two if it came down to it, and they did, and they got it. Yeah. But it didn't count, Ben, because the ref said that the lineman did not report, and he was an ineligible receiver because the lineman actually caught the touchdown pass, which was such a cool play. But if you watch the video replay, Ben, Mm Mm-hmm. Decker did, in fact, go and report to the referee. It was him and another player. And then Skipper, number 70, actually ran mm-hmm. on the on the field. And it's actually a strategy. You're trying to de- deceive the defense because Skipper had been reporting all game long different plays. And so you see him come running on, and you just kind of figure as a defense, oh, here comes Skipper again. He's the one reporting. 
but he never actually goes up to the ref. It's 68 Decker that goes up and says, hey, I'm reporting. And then it's the ref's yeah. job to go over and tell the Cowboys defense, hey, 68's yeah. reporting as you know an eligible receiver. Who knows right. what he said. But anyways, Decker catches the two-point conversions. Lions go crazy. They throw the yeah. flag, and right. it doesn't count. It was just absolutely mayhem. Campbell's furious. Yeah. Skipper's furious, yeah. yelling, saying he didn't report and all of that. So they get the penalty, knocks him back from the two to the seven. And then at that point, I would have just kicked the extra point. I mean, everybody's rattled, man, just kick the extra point. Campbell's like, we're going for it. Well, then Parsons jumps off sides. They get those five yards back. They're back at the two. It's like, all right, you get another chance. Kick the field goal. Go for it again. Goff throws it behind the receiver. Incomplete, and that's the ball game. So, Ben, what did you think about just that whole mess at the end of this game? And do you agree or disagree with the call that the official made? No, I mean, you you stated it. Like, I I feel like I'd be an idiot if I disagreed with the call because, I mean, it really was pretty pretty obvious, like, that he did report. So, like – uh, and this is now, I, I don't know, man, this has been happening a lot. I mean, with the, with the Tony thing with the Chiefs, which 100% was the right call, but like all this reporting stuff, I feel like they just don't get and they just are calling the flags and throwing them for the sake of throwing them. But like, yeah, no, I mean, 100% the Lions got robbed. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like 100% got robbed. Uh, and this is a huge, it's a huge game, man. I mean, this is, they're not going to, I mean, I don't see either one of these teams uh, being the one seed, but the Lions had a pretty decent chance of getting there if they win this game. Honestly, they still have four losses. Being right there with the Niners, you never know. Niners lose next week, could see the Lions as the number one seed, which would be the weirdest thing in the world. But like, really could see it. So, I mean, this was a big game for them to lose and get, to get cost by the refs in that situation. So, like, so yeah, I, I fully think the Lions got screwed in this game because um, it definitely, I mean, it hurts their seeding for sure. They could still get the two seed at least uh, behind behind Dallas there right now, but no, definitely definitely big. I still I still think golf's going to cost them. I really do. I, I don't think they're going to get. I could see them bounce uh, round one. I could see them bounce maybe winning the first week and then losing the second week. I I really think golf is going to cost them. But but hats off, man, to Campbell. Like he's he's like none other man i mean i just like you said i would have kicked the extra point after just after all the fiasco i would have been like forget this man let's just go to overtime and try to win in overtime but yeah crazy crazy game i think at that point you dig your heels in as the coach and he's just like determined like no yeah you know you screwed us over but we're just gonna we're gonna go for the win again and honestly if golf would have had a better pass i mean he was open if he would have actually thrown it to him I think they would have yeah. gotten it again, so it just was unfortunate. I and I feel like yep. the NFL, you know, they talk about the whole scripted thing, and people kind of joke about that, and is that a real thing or not? But I feel like the NFL, you know, has always seen the Cowboys as America's team. But truthfully, they haven't yeah. been America's team since they won the last Super Bowl in the mid-'90s, but I right. feel like the NFL still wants them to be that team. And so, yeah. to me, this is kind of a game of the NFL just kind of helping them out keeping their home winning streak alive, all of the, giving them, you know, basically the division because now all they have to do is beat the commanders this week and they've right. got the division, they've got the two seeds. So, yeah, it's just a bummer right. all the way around because the Lions obviously deserved to win that. No, I agree. I, but I still have my hatred for the Eagles. So I'm, I'm honestly more than happy with the Cowboys winning the division. <laughs> I will never forget what they did to us. <laughs> Well, Lamar Jackson's perfect passer rating helps the Ravens route the Dolphins 56-19 to clinch the top seed in the AFC. As if the Ravens weren't impressive enough just dismantling 
the Dolphins, as if they even need any more help, Ben. Dalvin Cook officially signed with them today, so a little more offensive firepower there. Obviously, he hasn't had a great season, but also wasn't on a great team. So uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the Ravens, Ben? Do you see anyone beating them? And surprisingly, it's funny because their record's 13-3, and three, and my Colts gave him one of those losses, which is hard to believe, in Baltimore. And I know that was earlier <laughs> on in the season, but still, man, I'll, I'll take it. What is up with you guys and beating the one seeds? Like, y'all beat the Chiefs, I think, last year, too, or something like that. And you almost beat, yeah, that's right. That was the year you almost beat the Eagles, too. And they were the one seed in the, in the NFC. This is crazy, man. You always do this. Uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't think they were that great. But, my gosh. I mean, honestly, this is the Dolphins. Like, I don't I don't respect anything about the Dolphins because, again, they had the easier schedule, only beating one team with a winning record. So, like, to me, it's not, not huge. Not huge. But, again, they're the number two seed in the AFC. So, like, I mean, when you look at it on paper, like, that's a – pretty big margin of win um for the raven i don't know man i i just don't trust lamar in the playoffs i mean he hasn't won i i just i just that's the only thing i don't know of what's going to happen but he's he's got a good team this year he's got a great defense i feel like he's actually playing pretty well too i know they've been talking about him for mvp again uh so i i don't know if just looking at you know the six teams behind him i mean i don't see the chiefs beating him i don't see the dolphins beating him uh, I mean, you never know with the Browns. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. You got the Bills there too, and then you guys are technically there too. So I mean, if you've already beat them once, <laughs> you could do it again, maybe in the playoffs. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I Dalvin Cook is a nice signing for them, but like again, kind of like you said, he's been down this year. I don't feel like he's anything like what he was with us last year or the years pre- previous before that. But I don't know. We'll see. They they definitely have a very talented team. Well, the Bills set up an AFC East deciding finale at Miami with a 27-21 win over the Patriots. I was a little surprised. It seemed like they struggled against the Patriots a little bit in this game, but ultimately got the win. And Ben, kind of an interesting interesting scenario with the Bills this coming weekend because, yeah, you've got the division up for grabs with the Bills and the Dolphins, and the winner gets the number two seed, but the Dolphins have already clinched. They've, they've clinched a spot in the playoffs regardless. The Bills yeah. just take care of business, win, and you're the two seed you're in. But if they lose, it opens up yeah. the door for them to miss the playoffs completely, which is pretty crazy to think about where you can go from the two seed to missing the playoffs altogether. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the most on the line. Like you've already said, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. I mean, the Dolphins, got, I would say, got a, a lot on the line too because, I mean, they don't want to go from the two seed get all the way down to potentially the seven seed. So, like, I, I fully uh, – the Bills, I definitely have a lot more on their plate, but, I mean – it, I just feel like it'd be a travesty if we get the Bills out of the playoffs and we get a team like the Steelers making the playoffs. Like, I mean, come on. That's just a waste of a playoff spot for the Steelers to make it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, it's definitely going to be a huge game. Uh, Miami's got a lot to prove, man, after getting completely bl- blown out by the Ravens and then early in the year getting blown out by the Bills. So, like, they got a lot to prove to see if they belong up with the AFC, the top dogs. But we'll see if they can get there. I personally think the Bills will win this game. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Well, Justin Fields, DJ Moore lead the way as the Bears deal the Falcons hopes a big blow with a 37-17 romp. Good win here for the Bears, Ben, and obviously not a great loss here for the Falcons as they were trying to fight in their division still alive to try to obviously get uh, up spot in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to a quarterback play. They can never find their quarterback. Ritter and, um, what's his face, Heineke are both not, not great options. I mean, just had to keep going back and forth between the two. But, yeah, no, this was big for the Bears. They've been quietly winning the last few weeks here with Justin Fields. I'm curious to see that situation and how that's going to work out. Uh, but, no, this was a nice one for the Bears to at least kind of get towards the end of the year. 
Well, Taylor and Minshew helped the Colts stay in the AFC playoff chase with a 23-20 victory over the Raiders. Jonathan Taylor and Gardner Minshew spent all week talking about the need to take advantage of this week's big opportunity, and they did just that. Ben, I had a little bit of fun. My sister-in-law is a, a diehard Raiders fan, so I was nice, and I didn't say anything until the next day. Wished her a happy new year, and I sent a gif of a Colts fan just all decked out, just cheering. So had a little fun with that one. But, yeah, this was a huge win for us, obviously staying in the playoff picture. This is probably the biggest and just messiest you know, playoff scenario because you've got yeah. the Jaguars, the Colts, and the Texans all tied at 9-7. and seven. But right now the Jaguars right. have the tiebreaker, so yep. you know they're winning the division. But if the Colts... Colts win this game and the Jaguars lose and the Colts would win the division yep. and the Colts and Texans are playing each other. But if the Texans beat the Colts, then the Texans would win the division if the Jaguars lose. But obviously all the Jaguars mm-hmm. have to do is take care of the Titans, which they should. But at least yeah. Rabel has come out and said, we're not resting our players. So hopefully, yeah. the, hopefully yeah. the Titans can at least put up a fight. But yeah, just a lot of craziness there because yeah, all the Jags have to do is just beat them. And then Colts and Texans are basically fighting for that last playoff spot, but still have a chance at winning the division. But anyways, what did you think about this game and just that whole messy situation there with the AFC South? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely crazy. I feel like the Texans were going to potentially get up there and maybe run away with it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like they were going to almost not necessarily run away with the wrong word, wording, but like, with all their injuries, the receivers they've had, I, I feel like they've fallen back now. I know Strad had gotten hurt for a couple games too, um, but no, it's it's big for you guys. Again, you've had your quarterback of the future get go down for the year. You've had a lot of other numerous injuries with Jonathan Taylor again too, um, but you're right there in it. And then I would say too is that I heard that Trevor Lawrence might not play against the Titans. I mean, it could be literally anybody's game. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like it could be anybody's game, but I mean, y'all got to handle your business tomorrow night against the Texans and that's not going to be any easy task. Uh, but no, it'll be, it's fun, man. This is, this is going to be a good last week of the year for sure. There's only one thing missing between our game tomorrow night and that's Anthony Richardson, our rookie quarterback. Cause that would be yeah. rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud. You know, you would have yeah. had the second and third picks in the draft. So that would have been obviously yep. cool to see those two guys battling it out. Their first year, first, yeah. you know, first, I mean, I'd call it a playoff game, obviously, because the implications are, you know, you win and you're oh, in. It so, I mean, it is, yeah. to me, it's the first round of a playoff yeah. start this weekend, yeah. especially for those yep. two teams. But, yeah, definitely. But you mentioned, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence potentially not playing this week. He didn't play last week, but that didn't matter because Travis Etienne scored two touchdowns and the Jaguars ended their four-game skid with a 26-0 shutout of the Woeful Panthers. Mm-hmm. A record-setting day for the yep. Jacksonville Jaguars set up a regular season finale, which we just said that'll determine the postseason fate. So, Ben, a good game here for a team that doesn't have your starting quarterback. You know, play the Panthers because you're probably going to win anyways. Uh, I mean, I, I would have put I could have put Kirk Cousins out there with one leg, and he probably still be in the Panthers. So, like, <laughs> I could have put Ben Weir out there. <laughs> oh, jeez, I don't know about that one, but but yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah, I. I'm happy, like I've mentioned before, I'm happy they've rested Lawrence because, like, that dude's been getting beat up so much. I'm just surprised he's been playing. But, yeah, no, this was, that was huge for them because if they would have lost to the Panthers, I mean, that would have been hilarious. Well, staying in the AFC South, Stroud had 213 yards and a touchdown as the Texans improved their playoff hopes with a 26-3 win over the Titans. You know, when the Houston Texans selected C.J. Stroud with the number two pick in this year's draft, the consensus was 
that he would turn this team around eventually. Well, Ben, eventually probably came a little quicker than they were expecting. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's got a couple. Uh, he's got a young core of receivers. I know. Um, uh, man, dang, I forget his name. That got done for the year. Oh my gosh, he's got a cool name too, Tank Dell. Uh, he he had started coming along. He's got Nico Collins over there. He's got um, the Cow uh, Dalton Schultz, the tight end. I mean, they got it. They got a good team. Got a great coach. Uh, so this was it was surprising for sure because I, I don't think anybody saw them in the playoff picture this year. But like Stroud, I, I still I still would have said he should have been the number one pick. I don't think he would have turned the Panthers around quite as quick as he is the Texans because I feel like the Texans have a better team, obviously. But no, I mean this is this is a huge huge year for him. I could easily see him winning the Rookie of the Year, and I, I would completely understand giving it to him. But no, this is this is big. So we'll see how he does on the big stage tomorrow night. Here's a stat for you. The Texans are the second team in NFL history to have a winning record directly following three straight 12-plus loss seasons. So talk about turning things around. Good for them. Yeah. Wow, good for them, yeah. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's man. Hats off to him, for sure. Well, Kyron Williams runs for three touchdowns as the Rams beat the Giants 26-25 in a close one and clinch their playoff berth thanks to a Seahawks loss. The Rams returned to the postseason after a year's absence with little help following a game during which they didn't look like much of a playoff team. But, Ben, they're in. Yeah. I mean, very ugly, for sure, against a terrible team. But, no, I mean, I feel like they're a sneaky team. I, I just You just never know if they're going to be on. I mean, they've got two really good receivers in Nakua and Cooper Cup, and then Kyron Williams has been a beast this year running back. So, like, They've got a good offense. Their defense is all right. So, I mean, you just never know what could happen. Uh, so, we'll see what she was going on. Well, Jalen Hurts' desperation heave was intercepted to seal the Eagles' fourth loss this month and one that meant so much more as Kyler Murray threw for three touchdown passes and the Cardinals, yes, rallied past the Eagles to disrupt Philly's playoff path. Cardinals won this one 35-31 even after being down 21-6 at halftime. Ben, I know this one made you very happy. <laughs> I will get over my hatred eventually, but no, this, I was definitely excited about this. I mean, I texted you about it because I was, thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I just don't know how I don't know how they lose. I really don't know how they lose. Uh, Kyler Murray actually played really well, so I mean that could definitely be a, a part of it. And Connor went off for you know 128 yards, so. It, this was a big win, I feel like, for the Cardinals because they're still trying to figure out Kyler Murray, which I think they're, if I remember reading right, they're going to keep him for next year. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've been saying this for a while. I really do think the Eagles have been have been frauds. Like, I don't, I don't think they're that great. I think Jalen Hurts starting to kind of come down to earth. He did have a good game this game, um, but no, I just was really surprising to see. Like, I, I thought for sure there was no way they were going to lose to the Cardinals, but. As crazy as it sounds, the Cardinals have beaten the Eagles in the NFC East and have beaten the Cowboys in the NFC East, too. So, like, it's crazy. Two of their four wins have been against teams with good records. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, another tight race for a division crown is the NFC South coming down to the final week of the regular season thanks to Carr throwing for two touchdowns to help the Saints beat the Bucks 23-13 and tie the NFC South standings. Ben. Kind of crazy here in the NFC South. It's always kind of a mess down there. But good for the Saints here to get this win against the Bucks after the Bucks have been playing hot the last few weeks here. Can we just like nuke this division? Because like, <laughs> I mean, like every year, bro. Like the year that Tom Brady got in, I'm pretty sure they were eight and nine. 
Like these are just mediocre teams that get in and they're just going to lose. I I just don't, I just don't, I don't get it, man. And then the saints, like they have been playing terrible. And now all of a sudden they're right up there with the bucks. Like this really should be the bucks division to win. But like, I I don't know, man, I just, I'm getting tired of seeing these like 500 teams get in. And it's like, come on. Well, Brock Purdy bounces back and the 49ers clinch the NFC's top seed by beating the commanders 27, 10. Minutes after rolling through that victory, the 49ers went in the locker room and watched the Eagles game at Arizona together and then celebrated once they officially knew they had claimed that number one spot, Ben. So good for the 49ers to lock up the NFC's top seed. Yeah, I mean, they deserve it. They, they've they been the best team this year in the NFC. Uh, I, I'm not sure anybody's going to be able to beat them in the NFC at all. I mean, maybe maybe potentially the Eagles if they can come together and figure it out, but I mean, hopefully McCaffrey, I know McCaffrey, kind of, I think he rolled his ankle or something like that this game. Hopefully he's it's not serious or anything like that. But no, this is, this is big for them. Again, continuing that Brock Purdy story, it's nice to see him to win. And I'd be I'd be perfectly happy to see him in the Super Bowl. I'd be an incredible story um, for sure. But no, they, they've deserved it. They've been the best team in the NFC for sure. Well, there was some history in the Bay. After his first full season as a starter, Brock Purdy, set the single-season passing record for the 49ers with 4,280 yards, so he passed Jeff Garcia and Steve Young. So props there to uh, Mr. Irrelevant, who just had himself a great season. Surprising, uh, Jeff Garcia and no Joe Montana. That's like a weird name to hear. (laughs) I know, you're like, what in the world? But I don't think they threw it as much back then. You know, there was a lot more running, where now they're just slinging it all over the place. Good point. That's just true, yeah. Well, the Steelers kept their playoff hopes alive with a 30-23 win over the Seahawks. Punishing runs by Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and a handful of clutch throws from Mason Rudolph lifted the Pittsburgh Steelers into the final week of the regular season with their playoff hopes still alive. Ben, I think the most impressive thing only about this game, but just the Steelers as a whole, this was Mike Tomlin's 17th winning season in a row. He He's never had a losing season. Like, that's insane. Wow. Where were you at 17 years ago, Ben? I was a senior in high school. (laughs) That's a a long time ago, man, for never having a losing season. That's crazy. That's super impressive. Yeah. I mean, I've always been calling for him to get fired, too. So, like, I mean, after you're hearing that, it's like, oh, whoa. I mean, he just hasn't – I mean, yeah, that's that's super impressive. They just haven't done anything necessarily with it to do it. But, like, that's here regardless of, like, anything. Like, you don't hear anybody – I would even argue Bill Belichick to, I don't think he's even had 17 in a row. Like I, that's just, that's unheard of, man. But no, it's props to him. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, the Steelers team that might've finally found their quarterback. They've been struggling with a uh, ticket and Trubisky. So Rudolph may, might be it for at least this year, but it's definitely a big win for them. Uh, Seahawks have been up and down. Too. I just feel like this is kind of the, the game for the mediocre teams for like, they just really just can't figure them out, basically. Like Seahawks have played good every now and then, and then they're just going to have these games. So I, this is a big win for the Steelers. Uh, I still don't want to see them in the playoffs because they're just going to get. I feel like they're just going to get bounced first round. Um, but no, this was this was big. Harrison Buckner hit six field goals and kicked the Chiefs to the AFC West title with a twenty-five seventeen win over the Bengals. It has become quite the rivalry with the Chiefs as they beat the Chiefs three times in the same calendar year. So Chiefs getting a big win here over Cincy. 
You know, the Chiefs have grown accustomed to wrapping up the AFC West by the middle of December, so it took them a little bit longer this year, Ben, but Harrison Buckner with those six field goals actually outscored the Bengals 19-17. That's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a different team, man. It really is. I mean, this Chiefs team is just a totally different team. Uh, Rasheed Rice is definitely coming along. I mean, I feel like he's become his, his go-to target besides Travis Kelsey. Um, but no, this is just a totally different team. I just don't, I don't see it this year with them. I know they still got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're not going to have the home field advantage. They're going to get at least the home field first game, but I just don't see it this year for them. I know the Bengals, you know, got the injury problem with Burrow. And Browning's been getting sacked all over the place too. But yeah, I mean he's he's kind of taken a step back from what he was the last few weeks ago. Um, but no, and then I feel like Jamar Chase shot himself in the foot. Like you knew it was coming. Like as soon as he said the week that same week, I'm like, you're all gonna lose. Like you just know it's coming. <laughs> it's just what always happens whenever they say it. And going back to Burrow ahead whenever they said that in the playoffs and then they lost. I'm like, I don't know why y'all keep doing this to yourselves. Yeah, and then he's jawing during the game, and he's, like, shoving guys and punching. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how he didn't get kicked out, honestly. Right. There was, like, that big brawl, and they're just, like, flag yeah. on both sides. I don't think the refs knew everything right. that happened. But I was like, exactly. how do you not even, like, just – you could go look at the replay and see clearly that he, like, you know, stiff-armed yeah. a dude in the head or whatever he was trying to do. Like, just unnecessary. But, yeah, yeah just crazy all yeah. the way around. But it was kind of nice, I guess, to see the Chiefs kind of getting back to – Chiefs football because they've really struggled this year and so I feel like obviously when you're winning things are always better but the sidelines just seemed a lot more light you know guys last couple weeks would be getting mad at each other and you know hey you had Patrick Mahomes calling out the offensive line or just getting on them for stuff and Kelsey throwing his helmet there on Christmas day and now you got Travis jumping around on the sideline just you know going along with the music the rest of the team's all bouncing around they had their little their little song going so I thought that was, yeah. you know, nice just just to see that. But yeah, you mentioned Brownie getting sacked. That dude, I mean, they couldn't block for him. But then also, I was like, throw it away. Like he kept hanging yeah, on oh to the God. ball. Like I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like he just kept. He's like, I, I don't know what to do. Like it's just like, like bro, this isn't your first game. Like you looked great the first game, and you right. just have kind of like, yeah, slowly yeah. just decline. I don't know what happened, yeah. but. I was talking to a, a client of ours that came in there too. He, he was talking about college football, but it, it applies to NFL too. I, I just don't, I, I hate it so much when they run around to the sideline and either they don't throw the ball away um, or the other option is they step out of bounds and they take like a one to two yard loss. Why did you not, why did you not just chuck the ball 10 yards out of bounds? Like you're literally at the, sideline I it just I hate that crap dude it doesn't make any sense it's like the easiest like get out of jail free card just chuck it to yeah, the sideline like, like what are you doing little toss yeah it's weird come on now well staying there in the AFC West the Denver Broncos got the spark they were looking for with the quarterback switch from their defense anyway Stidham had an uneven first game as the starter in place of Wilson but the Broncos relied on their defense to beat the Chargers 16-9. Ben, your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just read through the red tape there, man. They were not sitting Russell Wilson because they were looking for a better quarterback. Stidham is not any better than what Wilson is going to be. So they were 100% ready to cut him and try to save some money and make sure he doesn't get hurt. So, like, no, nah, I was not reading, like, oh, we were trying to look for a charge in our offense. No, nah, Wilson hasn't even been playing that terrible for you guys, just, like, looking at stats and everything like that. So it, it, he's not the only issue there. So I, 
I don't see Stidham. Um, I mean, this might just be an encore for them to look and see what they have in Stidham, basically. But no, nah, I just don't. I don't see. I don't see it as like a charge or anything like that. They just wanted Wilson to sit. Well, Jordan Love put on the party hats, and it was a true New Year's Eve celebration too, as the Packers took control of their playoff spot on Love's four touchdown night and a thirty-three ten cruise past your Vikings, Ben. Did you purposely save this one for last? <laughs> no, it was the last sorry, game, man. It was Sunday night, so. I'm just messing. Go ahead. But no, but anyways, yeah, Packers getting a big win there, keeping their playoff hopes alive, and now Jordan Love gets to do something that Aaron Rodgers loved to do, and that's own the Bears this next and last week of the season. Ben even said that over the years multiple times that he owned the Bears. Ben, your thoughts on this game? Obviously, you guys had, what, your fourth quarterback in the game there, so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone knew you guys were going to compete in this one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm i not ever happy for the Green Bay Packers, but, like, I just I freaking hate it, man. It looks like love is definitely going to be there for a while, and it looks like he's finally turning a corner. And, again, I've been saying it for the last few weeks with him. He's been playing well, man. And I just – we can just never find anybody. Like, I know we have Cousins, and I know he's been hurt, and I feel like it would have been a different story this year if Cousins hadn't got hurt. But, like, they just had such a continuity at – quarterback that we've just never had and it's so frustrating with they just hit on their draft picks like all the time and love might be terrible next year he could be 100 percent horrible but like it's just it's just frustrating but yeah now we had jaron hall which i was finally happy to see that we had literally nothing in that quarterback at all so like that was good to see i just wanted to see if he was any good or not and he clearly is not so i'm good with signing cousins again and then drafting the quarterback and getting rid of this hot mess of quarterbacks that we have for the backups and find somebody else hopefully uh, but no, this was, this is good. I mean, I was, I was definitely hoping we were going to make the playoffs and see if we could do anything in the playoffs, but I just, we just don't have a quarterback that's any good. That's going to help us. So this is, this is fine by me with losing, get a better draft pick maybe for net this uh, week 18 here. But no, this, this was a big win for the Packers. They, I mean, they can make some noise. You just never know. Honestly. I think the best part of this game, Ben, you mentioned Kirk cousins. How about him up there shirtless with the gold chains <laughs> on Blowing the horn, man. That was great. Getting the crowd fired up. I mean, I know it didn't last long, but it was cool. Yeah, and it, yeah. and seeing all the skull chants, Ben, you know, we were there last year. And, I mean, yeah. that, that kind of gives yeah. you chills. I mean, it annoyed me, obviously, because I wasn't cheering for the Vikings. Yeah. But it is a really cool chant. Yeah. I, I will admit that. So, it was neat, it was yeah. neat to see that yeah. on the TV. And I was like, yeah, guys, that was that yeah. was pretty cool in person. And I'm telling my yeah. family no, about it was, that. Oh, man. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was awesome, dude. But, yeah, no, it's... It just, it's, uh, I mean, it was good to see him and everything like that. Just, I turned this one off. I don't, actually, I didn't even watch this game. <laughs> so, like, I didn't even bother tuning in because I was like, this is not going to go well. But, yeah, that's all right. Well, this last week, you had the five longest touchdowns where Sidney Brown, a 99 yard pick six for the Eagles. Jalen Rieger had a 98 yard kickoff return. Gunnar Oslowski had a 94 yard punt return for the Giants. Prescott to Lamb for a 92-yard touchdown pass, and Taylor to Slayton of the Giants for an 80-yard pass. And then, believe it or not, a lot of a lot of times at this point in the year, you know, second to last week, a lot of teams have already been eliminated from playoff contention, but there are actually still 20 teams still in Super Bowl contention through Week 17, which is tied for the most with one week left to play in NFL history. That other week was back in 2006. You got it. Did you see the... I'm sorry, I'm going back to your first point. Did you see that punt return by that gunner guy from the Giants? I don't know if I saw that one or not. You're going to have to go back and watch it. It was pretty incredible. He broke a lot of tackles. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. You'll have to see it. But that's crazy for 20 teams. Like, what the heck? 
Then a couple stats here. Shout-outs to a couple quarterbacks. Justin Fields, his last 17 starts, he's got almost 4,200 yards passing, 27 total touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 85.1 passer rating, zero roughing the quarterback calls. So he's had a great year. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they should draft a different quarterback and all that, but dude's been balling out this year, and you give him some more weapons, man. They draft Marvin Harrison Jr., watch out. And then you got Houston Texans rookie C.J. Stroud only needs 156 yards to hit 4,000 passing yards on the season. Those two guys having a great year. And, Ben, you know what they both have in common? Where'd they go to school? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder, wonder what it is. That's why they're, that's why they're so good. <laughs> I mean, really, though, y'all do produce a lot of good quarterbacks, minus McCord, but yeah, a yeah. lot of good quarterbacks other than him. He doesn't count. Yeah, yeah he doesn't count. He never went there. It's all right. <laughs> Isn't he at Syracuse? He's, yeah. <laughs> He's at Syracuse, and they're talking about them running the table and being undefeated, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> good, good luck. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this NFL Week 17 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.